Good morning. This is John Murtha coming to you from 89.1 Power Radio from Lorain, Ohio, and very happy that you tuned in this morning. We have a great show with special guests. I'm here in the studio with our station engineer, Wanda Ewing. Good morning, Wanda. Good morning. And my assistant and friend, David Abood. Good David, morning. How are Good to you? be here, John. Well, like I said, we have a very special guest today. We had a special guest last week, and we got a good lineup uh, coming up. David, actually later in yeah, February and definitely. in March. Right. Uh, so anyone that would like to call in this morning, maybe you have a question or you want to add something to the show, it's 440-399-3044. Once again, that's 440-399-3044. And uh, to live stream us, which is really good, it's uh, www.wnzn.org. That's www.wnzn.org. And so, uh, as I said this morning, we've been having a real uh, good uh, roster of guests. Last week we had David on with the Shroud of Turin, and this yes. week this uh, is an international uh, outreach to children, uh, Compassion International. And why I'm so big on this is because when I lived in Thailand, I actually visited their headquarters, and we actually saw children who were being helped uh, through Compassion International in some of the provinces where we worked. And yeah. we were working right up on the Thai-Myanmar border. So, David, uh, why don't you introduce our guest today? And then yes. uh, I know we have a, a special guest that's going to be calling in shortly, right. too. So I'm going to throw it over to you. But I first want to say welcome to Bethany and to Rachel. Welcome to WNCM. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah, Thank good you to have you guys on. here. So um, Bethany Harry and Rachel Harry are here. They're, they're friends of the family. And uh, Bethany started telling me a little bit about compassion uh, when we were together end of last year, I think it was, Bethany. Yes. And then, uh, you know, I could, I could see the passion in your voice. And then you gave me one of your 50-some page books on the trip. And I thought, holy cow. Boy, are you passionate about this organization. And then you started to tell me that it wasn't just one child that you sponsored over the years, but it was several. That really, that really got my interest because I know you pretty well. And I know um, Steve pretty well, and I know you guys would not be supporting something like this if you didn't believe in it or if you didn't see the results firsthand. And so, um, you know, maybe a good way to start is to talk a little bit about how the program works. And uh, we can start with that, maybe. Sure. So we're talking about Compassion International, and it is mostly a child sponsorship organization. So a sponsor would be matched one-on-one -on -one <clears throat> with a child and you pay a monthly fee it's around a dollar a day it's right now it's I think $38 a month and so what those fees go to is they make sure that the child's um, school fees are paid because that's an issue in many many countries and that they have um, doctor's visits dental visits and tutoring at the center and it provides also for meals at the center because a lot of them do not get three meals a day, and not especially not nutritious meals. And so that makes sure that it covers all of that to help them physically and spiritually, that the Compassion Centers are always at churches. And so this organization, they say they have, there's three C's, and that is that they are child-focused, they are Christ-centered, and they are church-based. They work with the indigenous churches because those people speak their language, they know their needs the best, they know the culture, and they can do the best holistic development emotionally, spiritually, physically, and socially, and academically 
to address all of the needs of the children. So I first heard about compassion in from a radio show, actually, hmm. in um, 1999 or 2000, when I was just first coming to Cleveland. Um, I was a graduate student at Case at the time, so uh, I didn't have a lot, but thankfully I did have at least a little bit of a stipend, and it was enough for a little apartment and um, eating a lot of potatoes and <laughs> oatmeal. Um, but um, no, no, it's all good. Um, but I understood kind of not having much, and I also had grown up in a, in a poorer family at, at times because. My mom was a single mom for five years, and so we ate a lot of very simple foods and got a lot of hand-me-down clothes and, you know, and or things that my grandma had knitted for us. Mm -hmm. So I understood that, and um, then when my mom remarried, it was to a pastor. So again, growing up, we didn't have a lot, and they adopted three kids. And so I knew that college was not going to be something I could really afford, but again, the Lord provided for that. And I had seen Mm -hmm. in my life the Lord providing for me and I wanted to be able to provide for someone else. Mm. And so I started a sponsorship, and within probably six months, I started a second one. So I was simultaneously sponsoring two children, and you start sponsoring them generally between the ages of five and nine, um, Mm -hmm. and then you sponsor them all the way up until they leave the program. Which which, is what age? a lot of them is when they graduate from high school. So 18 or so. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, some of them, depending on the country and the program, they do, um, I think, vote take, vote vocational programs mm-hmm. and stuff, and they try to get them um, a little more. And so maybe in some of them it might be up to age 21. Mm. Um, Compassion does have a separate program that's not the regular sponsorship that is for college students, and so they will provide for the best compassion students to be able to go to college and that's called leadership development program and so some of them then graduate from sponsorship to go into leadership development okay um and that takes care of their college fees and it also matches them up with um, mentors to develop them professionally and as a christ follower oh that's terrific so so how does the the college how does that next tier work um, I mean, so do you stop sponsoring your your uh, child at 18 and then there's a fund set up? Yes. Okay, so how many kids would go into that fund from a normal program? About 20%, I think. Oh, really? Wow. So I think what, and Sandeep was my trip leader. I went to go actually visit my one of my sponsored children last year in May, went to Ecuador to visit Edison. Um, he's turning 13, or he's 13 now, I should say, but... Um, my trip leader on that, his name is Sandeep, and he grew up as a compassion child, right. and he graduated into the leadership development program, but he can tell you the experience of what it was like to sit in a room and not know who was going to be selected yeah. for college. Yeah. And this might be him calling in. Bethany, can you tell us a little about the how it started, Compassion? I know they had the key verse in Matthew, but it's almost over a half a yeah. century, more than half a century, that this organization has been in existence. Sure. Um, I, d- I did a presentation for my church on Compassion after I did the trip because they want to hear about it. So I looked up a little bit of history. I'm not real into the history of it, but I li- at least looked up a little bit. 
and on their website you can read about that. Um, but it was started by a pastor. Sandy? Hello? Good morning. I'm sorry. Hey, good morning. How are you doing? <laughs> Great. We caught you. It was, <laughs> you were kind of... It, you in cyber phone space somewhere, but I yeah. caught you. Yeah. <laughs> we got you. I'm going to turn you over to John Murtha. Welcome to WNZN. My name is Wanda Ewing. Sandy, well, welcome to the show. This is 89.1 FM radio coming from Lorain, Ohio. And you live in Arizona? That is correct. Okay, welcome. We're so happy you called in today. And I'm here with my good friend and assistant, David Abood. Good morning. Good to have you, Sandeep. Thanks for joining us. And, and Bethany and her daughter, Rachel, are here. And, 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 Ra and Bethany's just been filling us in on compassion and, and just started into the history part of it. But I'm going to turn it over to Bethany and, and uh, just uh, say hi to Sandeep and you guys just uh, converse and help all of us become better informed yeah. about compassion. Hi, Sandeep. Good to hear your voice again. Thank you. So I was just telling everybody that um, I met you as my trip leader um, when I went to go to Ecuador last year to visit my sponsored child. And you were my trip leader. And you have your own story of growing up in the compassion program and of the leadership development part. And you could speak to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm just trying to explain why I just thought that um, growing up um, in India, particularly uh, in Calcutta, it was um, really challenging because um, then there poverty. Um, if I go back to my memory, what I still remember, every single morning I get up from a little chanty and the little candy is made up of four wooden toys and a blue turk. Um, and this would be a size of OCV, uh, just to give a perspective from an American standpoint. And every single morning I'll be excited to go for shopping. Um, I never went for shopping in Target, Walmart, or Fancy Mall. Um, but in the US, I went for shopping in the city downstairs every single morning. And I go shopping with my best friend Rob, and this Rob is not from Big Bang Theory. <laughs> uh, this is my best friend Rob that I would go, and many a time um, we wouldn't get any food from the city downstairs also. So um, hunger in our stomach and tears in our eyes will just come back uh, from the city dumpster and I was standing in front of a school thinking how life could be beautiful inside those walls. And um, I would just see all these little kids getting inside the school with proper uniform um, and I didn't have enough on my body. And the good people will come up to me and would say to me, hey, what you doing over here? Just get away from here. So what I would do is I'll just climb up a tree and I'll try to see what's going on inside it. And I'll see all these kids playing, they're studying, they're happy, they're eating, and I didn't have much. So I would just cry um, on that tree and the good people would see me 
but I'm on a tree and he would think that I want to speak sneaking inside the school. So he would just um, shout at me and call me down and would just beat me up and abuse me. And he used bad words on me and tell me that you don't deserve to be here. Uh, you're born in poverty. You're dying in poverty. Um, and that, that hurt me a lot, that disturbed me a lot. So I would go back to my dad and I would say to him, hey dad, why are you not going to that school? And my dad would say, because we are poor. Um, you, you, you cannot do it, you cannot afford it. Um, and the first time my dad said that to me, um, I could just see the shameful eyes of my dad and uh, his eyes were teared up. Um, during this time, uh, many of the people would say to us that God is punishing us because of what I have done in my past life. And I come from a Hindu background. Um, and I, I couldn't wrap my head up with that thought that why God is punishing me because of what? Like, I don't know what I've done in a past life. And it was just hard. Um, during this time, we've been kicked out of the little shanty also. So we've been kicked out on the street. And I still remember all these single nights, me hiding myself into big piles of trash. Um, and one night, I remember that our leaders from the community were into that neighborhood and they were taking away kids to put them into child labor, taking us away girls to put them into prostitution. And it was just hard for me just to see that. And I thought, man, the next day I won't be over here. In fact, the next day when I woke up, I, I started waking up my best friend Ralph and saying, hey, let's go for shopping. And he never woke up because he was dead right, right beside me um, because he was ill and he passed away. Um, I, <laughs> at that time, I thought everything was over and I would die pretty soon. My health wasn't good. Um, and um, that after, after a few days, um, I was. I, I remember I was sitting down on the street and um, a group of people came in and I was really scared. Uh, they told me, hey, um, we're over here uh, to give you this bread and tell you that Jesus loves you. Um, mm -hmm. I took that bread really quick. Mm -hmm. And I, <laughs> and, uh, um, I was like, you know, I don't know about Jesus. <laughs> Uh, but I would take this bread, <laughs> so I took the bread and finished each and every single crumb of that bread. And I said, do you have another one? Um, and they said, yes, we do. And they handed me another one. Um, and I was like, oh, great. I feel good now. And then I said, uh, who is this Jesus over here? Uh, who is Jesus among you guys? And they said, oh, well, if you want I talk about Jesus, know about Jesus, let's go to the local church. And uh, that's when I went to the church for the first time, and I met Christ. And this local church is the compassion 
project because compassion always, always partnered with the local church. <clears throat> and uh, that, that's when um, my story began with compassion um, in that project. Oh, thank you, Sandeep. And then how did you then um, become part of Compassion International? Is that when they actually uh, uh, had you sponsored and, or did you go to a certain uh, facility there? And then how did that evolve where you now are uh, in this role as a, a representative and a, and a tour guide? Yes, yes. Um, yeah, this is a little long, just for me. <laughs> mm. uh, so... Um, I went to the Compassion Project, so as I said, Compassion always partnered with the local church. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, when I went to the project, that's when I got a sponsor, and I waited for a year to get a sponsor. So when I went to the project, um, I got food, I got medical assistance, uh, I got shelter, I got education, uh, I got hope as the biggest one. and. More than that, what I got is the word of God, mm -hmm. for which I got salvation. Mm -hmm. And not only me, because of me, my family started believing in Christ. Mm -hmm. And that has changed my life. One-to-one um, -one sponsorship, we understand that we are affecting or impacting one's life. But I will tell you, being a graduate from Compassion International Program, uh, that you are not just investing in one person or in one child, but you are investing in a family. You're investing in a community. And sometimes you forget that bigger picture. But yes, um, my family got impacted through me. My community got impacted through me because of the compassion program, because of Christ. So we went to the program. Uh, in fact, um, Compassion helped us to set up a business on the street. So we were selling vegetables on the street. That's my Indian accent coming up. Uh, and we were selling vegetables and uh, murders. And my relatives would come in and would say to me that, hey, you know what, Sandy, uh, you are still good in selling vegetables. Um, you are going to do this for the rest of your life. Um, but I, I didn't want them to sell the details for the rest of my life. Uh, so they would just discourage me every single day by saying that I should quit uh, education because it is so expensive. I cannot go to college. But at that time, my sponsors, Stephen and Michelle Groom from Kentucky, uh, wrote me a letter saying, Sandy, um, you can do everything and anything through Christ, because all your strength comes from Him. And I was sitting down and reading that letter, and I was like, wow, what a great timing to have this letter and get these encouraging words from my sponsor, and they're telling me this, and telling me that we love you, we're praying for you each and every day. Um, and it was great to have that. And I feel loved so much, and thought, man, this these people love me so much from the other side of the planet. And I said to myself, you know what? They believe in me, and God has a greater plan for me. I'm going to pursue my dreams. Um, so I finished my grade 10. Uh, now I was about to go to grade 11 and 12 
And in English, it's really expensive to go to grade 11 and 12. And I was really worried that, man, maybe I can't make it. But my um, pastor at the church told me, Sandy, you can go to any school you want to. And hmm. if you have a grade, you go ahead and guess in which school I went to. I went back to the same school that 10 years back. I used to stand and I used to think how life could be beautiful inside those walls. Mm. I was entering the school and I was pouring out. I was crying and I was like, oh my gosh, what a good plan my God had for me. And let me tell you this, that his, his delay is not denial. Amen. I, I, I repeat myself. Yes. God's delay is not denial. Mm -hmm. I like God's that. Delay. Amen. That's powerful. Yes. It's 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 you the best mm -hmm. when you need it, not when you want it. Yeah. And um, I finished my grade twelve, and I was about to go to college, and everybody said you cannot go to college, Sandy, because your English is like rotten right cabbage. Mm. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay? And they said, uh, you don't look handsome and uh, you cannot go to college for hospitality. Because I wanted to go to college for hospitality. And they said, you're not good with putting words together. You cannot present yourself well. Hospitality is a bad, bad choice for you. But that was what God laid in my heart to pursue. I prayed about it. And yes, I went to hospitality school. Uh, I had a degree in hospitality management, uh, one degree from India, another degree in um, UK from Napier University. And I could do this because of the LGP program that Compassion had. Uh, the full form of LGP is the leadership development program. I finished my graduation in 2013 and uh, man, it's, it's just a privilege how God has carried me through um, this journey. Right now, Compassion doesn't have a DB program because we are transitioning into the youth development program. Uh, and this transition is because um, the DB program was expensive and it was hard to get in. Um, in my project, only two people got into the program. I was sitting down with hundred people and only 15 or 20 guys got selected. So that's why Compassion made a change into the program where now everybody will get into the youth development program and they can go to college where they want to. Mm -hmm. So that, that's my story a little bit with Compassion growing up. Um, I came to the United States in 2013 uh, working with Compassion for three months as a speaker, speaking in a lot of uh, camps and churches. And then I went back to India and then another opportunity opened up to work with Compassion and came back and started working with them. Terrific. Yeah, Sandeep, thank you for that story. I, I was telling Bethany when I read her book how inspired I was when I read your story. And, um, you know, one of the things uh, that caught my attention in the book is currently, I want to talk a little bit now about the program, Bethany's trip there, if we could. 
Um, so currently, uh, it looks like there's close to what 1.8 million sponsored kids uh, that that yes. is in the network. Yes. That is right. Yes. Okay, so you know w when I think of that, I mean, how does that break down? You know, uh, is, is that all the countries? Is that all the locations? Could you just give us an idea of how that breaks down? And every year, how many new kids are brought into the program? Yes, so uh, currently uh, 1.8 million is sponsored through Compassion. Um, every year, there is a goal uh, and it changes every year, uh, depending uh, where we are working. And um, there is not a particular number that we aim for every year for the growth. It's depending uh, what is the need in individual countries. Um, I see. So, yes. Okay. So right now, uh, let's say uh, we just work, uh, we just stopped working in India because of, uh, of the prosecution that um, was happening in India. The Indian government said, um, you cannot come in and work over here because you are forcing our children to turn into um, Christian, which is completely false accusation because um, I have been brought up in the program and nobody forced me to accept Christ. It was my individual decision uh, to do that. So let's say compassion place in India and there was like 147 um, um, kids in the program and we stopped. So compassion uh, started recruiting more kids, let's say, in um, Kenya, Ecuador, and other places in 25 countries where compassion is working right now. 25 so, countries, okay. Uh, Okay. Yes, 25 countries we are working right now currently. It was 26, but we had to come out of India. So yeah, so there is not a particular number that um, we are seeing every year, but depending upon the need, we increase uh, the sponsorship numbers. Okay. You know, one of the things that, um, that I noticed uh, in Bethany's book is it was talking about how you came to Compassion and how they were offering you food. And then my question was, about the teaching, uh, you know, if, if these kids are kind of forced into looking at uh, being a Christian, and you responded to that already, but Bethany writes here, the child does not have to be or become a Christian, and they don't have to go to church. However, they are exposed to the gospel in word and in deed through the Compassion Center, and many do choose to accept the gospel message for themselves. How many of the kids in the program actually come out uh, accepting Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Do you have an idea percentage-wise? Yeah, I would say um, 90 to 95%. Oh, that's terrific. Comes out. Yes, yes. 90 to 95% comes out uh, accepting Christ. Um, and there is always, um, let's say, 10% or 5% uh, that doesn't accept Christ. And uh, to be honest, uh, I don't know. I'm 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 fine with that. Everybody has a choice to make a decision, uh, and it's it's everybody's personal choice. Um, and I'm glad that compassion and the local church uh, gives that respect to them. Um, and um, I always say that we are over here not in the business to 
to hold somebody and make them Christian. But we are over here um, to share Christ with them. And I feel that that's what we have been called to do. And uh, God will <laughs> touch their soul and God will make the change in their life. We can't make the change. Yet, yes, we can make a difference. You sure. know, you know, Sandeep and David and Rachel and John, listening to you, Sandeep, I, I, I'm taken aback by this, the, by the even mere thought. You have these babies, these children who need resources and you have compassion who readily, who's readily available to uh, show love in, in, in the spirit of ministry, but then you have folks who sit in the comfort of their warm homes or if it's in the summer cool homes and say, you can't do this because mm -hmm. you're forcing. But where are you when the babies are needing or the children are in need, but you're readily available to point the finger in judgment and in, in accusation and negative. And when the word of God, we respond to love. And that is what that is what compassion is yeah, doing, showing love. <laughs> but we it's easy to 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 fabricate or go into oh you're forcing people into Christianity. Mm -hmm. No, they're responding to to the love of Christ. Yeah. And where were you when mm -hmm. I needed something to eat? Where were you when I needed something some under a roof over my head? It was compassion. That yeah. it was you know. Yeah. That's amazing yeah, to me. It it's just a yeah. nugget that I pulled from listening to Sandy's yeah. story. Yeah. It's it's just like a spirit of the the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. This you you're speaking on mm -hmm. the Sabbath. Mm -hmm. No, we're winning folks to 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 Christ, mm -hmm. and it's amazing to me how we will take something, distort it, pervert it, and then mm -hmm. where the real nugget is just showing genuine love yes. of Christ. Yeah. Point blank yeah. and simple. Right. <laughs> That's and, appalling. And, and yeah. you know, I, I think the amazing thing too is then, then we, I want to get into your book. And, and this book, I was thinking this could be on public TV, the oh. World Channel. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, you guys are going, you know, I'm looking at the, the Napo River ride. You know, you're over there in Ecuador. You're taking all these little trips. The network seems so well connected. You know, you know the day trips you were taking. Yeah. And it seemed like it was all connected. You know, the church was in the middle, and you guys were just moving all around in the rainforest. Yes. What so we, what yeah. We so did what, on the yeah. trip. Maybe is... talk a little bit about that and explain when you went. Okay. And, and we have to pick up on her story because I, I abruptly cut her oh, off okay. to, to grab Sandy. Oh, sure. We sure. want to get okay. your we want to get your story as well. Yeah. All right. So. I'm a sponsor and I'm not paid by compassion or anything like that. You know, I'm just someone who says, okay, I want to sponsor a student and I write letters to them and they write letters to me. Mm -hmm. um, all the compassion kids um, at their project centers, they write the letters there mm -hmm. and they write them at least twice a year, but usually we get at least four a year. Mm -hmm. And it takes a while for the letters to go through from country to country through translation, a local translator, because they know the dialect, they know yes. the local ins and outs of their version of their language. And um, so it usually takes, I bet, I've noticed about two or three months for a letter to get from me to them or them to me. Um, so it's not a real quick conversation, yeah. um, but you can write either on paper or on online. And if you write online, it gets to Colorado Springs 
Colorado Springs is the headquarters of Compassion, and it gets to them about a week sooner, hmm. and they can they fax everything now. And so instead of sending the physical letters, this is an upgrade they've done recently, instead of sending the physical letters through to another country um, and dealing with customs and dealing with whatever else they have to deal with, they, they just they scan everything now and they fax it down so that it gets there sooner and they bypass some of the shipping costs as well. Um, but then they go through translation and they get there. But where I was going with this, okay, so we've been writing letters to our, our children, our sponsored children. Um, my sponsored child in Ecuador, his name is Edison, and we've been writing to him for about five years. Okay. And so you, you get their pic, they send you pictures once or twice, once every year or once every two years that's an updated picture of your child. So you have that on your refrigerator, wherever you want to put it, and you can just keep praying for them. They send you little um, bookmarks to, that you can stick everywhere and just reminder, pray for your child, pray for your yeah. child. And we write them letters saying, we're praying for you. What can we pray for you? And um, Edison has written to us. He draws pictures on his letters that we get his pictures. I have a three-ring binder that I have kept all my letters from him, and I keep photocopies of everything I've sent to him so I know what I wrote to him three months ago. Um, can remember, hey, what did I tell him? What didn't I tell him? Um, but, yeah, it means a lot. And then to be able to go... Compassion has these trips where they encourage their sponsors to go see their kids. And you can actually meet your kid. You can you and you see the compassion program in action. You meet the pastors. You meet the the national people. Um, you see the translators and a lot of the kids who, um, a lot of the pastors and a lot of the compassion directors at the local centers, are formerly sponsored kids in Ecuador because the program's been there like thirty something years ish, and they have had their lives changed and they, it makes a difference, it works. And so then they say, what can I do to give back to the program? And the Lord inspires their hearts and they become pastors and they say, well, if I'm a pastor, I know that my church can work with compassion and help more kids. And there's about 250 kids per project in Ecuador. Um, when we were there last May, there were 99,000 kids in Ecuador who were sponsored. Um, and as I said, there were about 25 people on our trip, um, Sandeep, was our leader. We also had a co-leader. Mm -hmm. um, I was so impressed with how Compassion did the program. You have to pass a background check. They make sure that you're not going to mess with your kid, Absolutely. your sponsored kid. Mm -hmm. So they want to make sure that you're not taking advantage of them, Absolutely. even as a sponsor. Mm -hmm. And they protect them from you and you from them. They say make sure you don't give them your Facebook page and mm -hmm. stuff like that because they also don't want their relatives to be like, oh, free money. Let's mm -hmm. get in touch with a somebody in the United States and free ticket so they do fan compassion does a fantastic job of allowing that meeting with these kids that you've been writing letters to and you start and you're a part of their lives like they pray for you daily you pray for them mm -hmm. and the compassion does a great job making sure that it's a accountable yes project pro, uh, process mm -hmm. and it's just it was it was fantastic. We got to see the national. They opened all their financial books for us, and they said we keep these all for seven years. The accountants showed us everything. They said anytime a compassion sponsor wants to see the books, you're you're welcome to just walk right in and look at them. Thanks. And they're very open with their books. They're accountable for in um, the United States for all kinds of agencies that do watchdog on charities and stuff like that. Um, compassion passes those with flying colors because they are so accountable financially and I loved how they did it with the people as well so anyway 
Um, we went to Ecuador last May for 10 days. You have to be at least 10 years old to go on a trip because it keeps an adult schedule and you're seeing poverty. Um, this is not a tourist trip. And so my daughter, Rachel, she turned 10 last February, so we wanted to get her out of the bubble and, um, and just really expose our kids to, yeah, this is what life is like. For a lot of people, this is why it's so important for us to do the sponsorship. This is what it means to them on the other side to do it. And um, yeah, so we had Rachel on the trip. There were two other um, parents who brought a teenager. So we had two teenagers also on the trip. There were married couples there, there were singles. Um, it was a really good variety of ages and, and everything of, of the people just like me that were just a sponsor and wanted to go visit their child. So Rachel, what did you think when you went on that trip? What, would, what surprised you? Well, the people there were really happy, but they had barely anything. Mm. So that, that, that was something when you saw that. Now, do you help write the letters with your Sometimes. mother? Is that right? We want to give out the information too, uh, Bethany, before we uh, close the show in about yeah. 20 minutes. So I want to, it's a great website. Yeah. I've been to the website. They give their mission statement, doctrinal statement. And what I really like, many things I like about Compassion International, but it is they relate to churches, churches here, but churches actually in the country where they're ministering to children. I think that's so important because as the children grow and as Santeep, you know, came to Christ, and then they have a place, a, a community, where they can now grow in their new faith. Was that true with you, Sandeep, in, in terms of uh, what happened in your in your life? Uh, I was with the last four years, is that? Uh, as far as the church involvement uh, in these countries where children are being sponsored, can you tell us a little about that? Yes. Um, so, as, as we discussed that, Compassion always works through the local church, and man, we we always want to um, showcase the local church as the hero of the community uh, because they represent Christ, and compassion is Christ-centered. So the local church is doing a good job in the country in touching the souls and just loving on people unconditionally as Christ is love. And I feel like that is so, so important because in a good loving country, um, the, the thing that I have seen most of the time is lack of hope, but um, the churches are bringing the hope and the love of Christ in those areas. And um, the local church, in fact, goes to the poorest of the poorest community and then the identified kids and they are brought into the program uh, and compassion always working on the background. Uh, when you go to these countries, um, compassion doesn't have big banners or posters uh, because we, we, we don't want to be the hero, but we want to make the church, the hero in this country. Yeah. The church has a huge, huge impact in the country that we are working. Right. Then right. I think that's that's really comforting to pastors here in America or from sponsoring countries because it's literally church to church. They know that it's there's accountability, as you said, Bethany. There's there's transparency in terms of financial 
accountability. And there's, and of course, it's a 501c, so if people want to get interested and do the monthly uh, support of a child or perhaps give a larger donation, again, it's a 501c tax-deductible charitable institution. Right, and one thing I want to touch mm-hmm. on, first I want to make sure that anybody who's listening that is interested in more information, if you go to Compassion.com, that, that's their website, Compassion.com. And the telephone number is 1-800-336-7676. Again, that's 1-800-336-7676 for Compassion International. If you want to call and talk to someone, ask them questions. It's not just to sign up. It's just you can call them and talk to them anytime, ask questions. As a sponsor, that's the same number I use whenever I call and I say, can I send this, can I send that? When's the last time I sent a letter, you know, or whatever. Also online, they have a great thing for sponsors. You can write online, you can um, put pictures in your letters just online, or you can send them and they'll fax them again. Um, so there's, um, you can see when the last time you wrote a letter was, because everyone, when you're a sponsor, you get um, your own part of the website, and you can log in and see what your letters were. Because they, when they scan them, then they're electronic, and you can just see, oh, yeah, I wrote this then. Mm-hmm. And you see when it's being delivered. They show you, the, like, a progress bar of whether it's in translation or whether it's gotten to them or whatever. So it's, it's kind of comforting. Again, you know what's going on. But um, so that's the information for compassion. And you had mentioned if you want to do another kind of gift. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I wanted to mention that you get attached to these kids, because it's like a member of your family then you're praying for them all the time and you write letters and um, you're sponsoring them and you say what can I do more they also allow you to send a family gift and so um, you can you can just send that anytime just a separate gift and then what they do with that is the compassion workers at that center who know your kid and their family um, work with that family to do something that's kind of a long-range investment that helps the whole family, whether it's getting enough money for them to actually put a new tin roof on or to start a little small micro-business on the street that they can get a little more income consistently or whether it is um, investing in education for the future and setting that money aside or whether it's buying them a mattress so they have a comfortable place to sleep so that they can rest well at night and be more mentally alert for their schoolwork, whatever it is, they work with them, to the family to use that money. Also, there's a program called Complementary Interventions that's um, not child-specific, but it is for the ministry as a whole. So if someone breaks a leg and they need that extra, mm-hmm. that just comes out of there. Mm-hmm. Or they don't have playgrounds, and they will build a playground at a center that helps the whole center. That comes out of Complementary Interventions. And Compassion has online a whole, it's almost like a gift catalog. Yeah. And you can say, oh, well, I want to put extra money toward mm-hmm. That's good. That's water supplies, good. Yeah. Bibles, or whatever. So, for instance, some places they don't have clean water. A lot yes. of places they don't have clean yeah. water. And so my husband went and visited one of our Compassion kids in the Dominican Republic in 2011. And when he saw their local project, they had taken some complimentary intervention money and specifically installed a osmosis filter. Mm. And so that church runs that osmosis, osmosis filter. They are able to sell that water to people who are not in the compassion program right. for half of the cost as they would get it elsewhere. So it helps the community for getting their water at a better price. 
but it's still an, enough of a margin that they're still creative, making a little bit really. off of it yeah. to again go back into the ministry to feed the kids. Very mm-hmm. creative. That's yeah, very creative. And yeah. so those complementary interventions can be project based, or be, like in Africa, they could be digging a well. Yes. Um, or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So there are different ways to interact with the Compassion mm-hmm. Ministry, even if you don't feel like you can do a monthly sponsorship. Yeah. But I would be surprised, and you would be surprised how important a monthly sponsorship can be because you are interacting relationally with one-on-one and that is even more important than um, a nice well or something like that. Those are helpful but they don't speak to you the same as a relationship does that speaks hope into your life. You know, the one thing I I wanted to bring up is again, the thing that caught my eye in in reading, uh, you know, your, your trip book, Bethany, is the, the, the school appeared like it was a top boarding school. You know, just the way the protocols were set up, the meal plan, you know, it, I was fascinated by the kind of food that these kids are eating, you know, and they had several different vegetables in every plate. There's a dedicated kitchen staff. I mean, what was your impression when you went in there? I mean, it's kind of like it was a bubble, you know, community, uh, you know, outside of all this poverty. I mean, it really so, seemed amazing to me. So I think what you're referring to is when they go to the Compassion Center and they get yeah. a meal there. Right. Yeah, that happens one to three times a week, depending on the center, what they're able to offer. Um, and so they go, and the 200 kids or whatever will take, like, 100 kids at a time into, the, like, a big room and just sit down crammed into all these little, yeah. like, picnic tables and yeah. stuff. And they will get a meal that has protein, um, the basic carbohydrate for the area, like whether that's rice or potatoes or whatever, and make sure that they have some vegetables. When we were there, the meals we were serving to the kids um, had like a leaf of lettuce and potatoes and corn on the cob and then a protein. So they would have either chicken or something. And they were healthy sized portions, but um, this the kitchen staff who do that are also largely volunteers. Ah, They're like yeah. the moms or whatever else. And so the workers are often Volunteers. The tutors are volunteers. A lot of them are former compassion kids because they say, I want to give back. Mm-hmm. So they tutor the kids to make sure they keep up with their academics, but they volunteer to do it. The, um, the kitchen staff, again, um, the mother of my uh, compassion kid, um, her name is Marta. I got to meet her on the trip because they always travel with a, uh-huh. um, an, an adult that they know to come visit you uh, in the capital city or wherever your tour group is. And so Marta told me that she is so thrilled because um, she gets to go and help at the Compassion Center. And um, I think she cleans for them. And Mm -hmm. so two or three times a week, she'll go over to Compassion Center and help them clean. Mm -hmm. So she'll help beforehand and afterhand. And a lot of times, Compassion is the only place where their center that they get running water, a bathroom, and the places we visited in Ecuador, we visited um, three places in the Highlands, in the Andes Mountains, and then we went down into the rainforest, yeah. mm-hmm. and we visited a couple places in the rainforest, and the Compassion Center there had a, just a simple concrete bathroom, mm-hmm. but there was one side for the girls and one side for the boys. It was paint, painted a pretty color, and um, inside they had two shower stalls, mm-hmm. and they said the only other place the kids can take a shower or bath is in the river. Mm-hmm. So this is like the only running water they have in the communities. They don't... Um, the kids love coming to the Compassion Center to take oh, yeah. a shower. Oh, amazing. Sandeep, wow. I have a quick question. How many countries have you actually led tours on? Uh, I have been 
into again. That's a good that's it. <laughs> All right, let me let me let me come real quick. Okay. Um Yeah. Hello? Hello? Yes. Oh, yeah. So I would say I believe it's like 67 countries. 67 um, countries? Oh, six or seven. Okay, okay. Did you want to add any more, Sandeep? We have a couple minutes yeah, left, minutes. and I want to give out one more time. Um, Bethany, the contact information before we close. But did you want to say anything, Sandeep? We're very happy you could call in today and, and tell us about your story and how you got uh, uh, helped by Compassion, and now you're actually helping Compassion and spreading the message out there. Any any closing thoughts? Yeah, um, I, just, I, I, I want to just end up with this time that I know that the time is uh, coming close, but I want to just tell our listeners that um, the money that you're going to, let's say, if you're thinking of sponsoring a child, you could tell you about to sponsor a child. Um, but I always say that money doesn't change lives. Money makes a good and huge difference in one's life. What changes life is your life really changing their life, as Christ's life has changed our lives. So I encourage each and everybody to sponsor a child through Compassion International because they are releasing children from poverty in Jesus Christ's name. And um, they are just longing for the relationship uh, so that they are being told that they are loved, they are cared for. And lighting is a big part of that. So I, I, I want to encourage everybody that please uh, sponsor ties and write love letters. Uh, those letters change their lives. Uh, I still have my letters. Um, mm. I still read through them, and they encourage me every single time. Um, when I, when you know, everybody struggles. But sometimes there are days when I have to just pray a lot, and I go back to those letters. And those letters still encourages me. Those letters still inspires me. And um, just, just write a lot of letters and sponsor a child. It's, it's, it's going to make a big impact in that country, in that community, in that family, and in that child. So thank you for having me, and it, it was a pleasure to speak, and I hope that we have touched souls and hearts uh, this morning. God bless you, Sandy. Yeah, God bless you, Sandy. Thanks for coming on. And, and Bethany, would yeah, thank you, you. Thank you, sir. Mm -hmm. Bethany, would you like to close and then give us any final thoughts? And Rachel, if you want to say anything. Yeah, and then at the very end, Bethany, if you would uh, give the contact information one yeah. more time. Thank you. Sure. Um, one of the things that impresses me about the program is that a lot of the Compassion kids, when they grow up, um, if they become of financial means to be able to do so at all, they then become sponsors. Mm -hmm. um, I've read about this in the Compassion magazine that they put out for the sponsors. Um, even if they're still in their home country, they, they want to do something. And I know Sandeep, um, you sponsor kids still, right? But he's, he's gone. Oh, did he hang yeah. up? Okay. Yeah. So um, I know from talking with Sandeep that, yes, he, he and his wife um, sponsor, I think, about four kids. Mm. Because it's just, and so, it's just so important. Mm -hmm. And those letters... 
are key because they are what speaks hope to that child. Mm-hmm. As Sandeep was saying, on those, those rough, tough days when you're just staring at poverty, and the biggest part of problem with poverty is not the financial, it is the spiritual. Like mm-hmm. They just feel like they're nobody. Yeah. And when you write them a letter and they say, somebody from halfway around the world yeah. is praying for me mm-hmm. and is loving me mm-hmm. and yes, helping me as well mm-hmm. with making sure I have some food and you know my, my education and everything. And they appreciate that. But Sandeep had shared with me once on the trip that when he first started in the program, he didn't think sponsors were real. He mm-hmm. thought it was just the church doing a nice thing and kind of making up some stuff. Mm-hmm. And so he thought, eh, well, that's nice. They're still helping me. Sure. I'll, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. And when one of his friends in the Compassion Program, they, they had gotten to meet their sponsor. And he said that friend would never shut up about how important it was that they met their sponsor, that the sponsors are real. Yeah, real people. <laughs> so just like we wonder sometimes, are these kids really getting the letters? Yeah. Are they really there? The kids on the other side are wondering, are those sponsors really there? Yeah, and the sure. way they know that is through your letters. Yep. It's powerful. And so it, those letters are powerful. So we write about once every three months is what our family tends to do. Um, I know from Compassion, um, a couple of the people on the trip were from the organization, and they had all, they also sponsored kids. As well as being an employee, they also sponsored kids, and they wanted to go meet them. And they, um, they told me that the, in the translation, about twice as many letters come from the kids as go to the kids. And I said, oh, my goodness, that's so sad. So I'm really encouraging anybody who's already a sponsor, write more letters. Those kids love those letters. That's my Terrific. big takeaway. And well, the contact. Yeah. And I'm, did you yeah. want to say farewell? Anything, Rachel? Okay, how about yeah, the contact okay. information? Yeah. Thank okay. you for being on the thank show. Thanks for Stephanie and Rachel. Rachel. Thank you, Wanda, again, yes. and David. Thanks for being here. And, and we're just praying, you know. I mean, it, yeah. it kind of causes me to look into this. Because yeah. I knew Compassion in Thailand, yeah. but I, yeah. I really want to follow through. Because right. they have a great website. Yes. If you tell us. So the website, again, is Compassion.com. And the phone number for Compassion is one 800 336 76 76. Again, that's 1 800 336 7676. And the website is compassion.com. Okay, thank you. Uh, Thanks again, Wanda, for being an engineer and and handling everything today. And to all our listeners, uh, again, check out Compassion. Great website, answers a lot of questions. I was amazed from mission statement to how to be a sponsor and uh, all these pictures from the different countries they're in. And David, next week we hope to continue our study in Isaiah. Yes. And then we have some special guests coming. Dr. Right. Sang, the oh, Christian yeah. psychiatrist, uh-huh. will be back, and we have some others lined up. Uh, so uh, God bless you all for tuning in today. And again, this is 89.1 FM Power Radio coming to you from Lorain, Ohio. God bless you. God and bless uh, you. Uh, I, you can't pray for Super Bowl winners, no. but I kind of <laughs> like to see the Eagles <laughs> winning. Yeah, no kidding. You've got to pray for compassion. Yeah, go ahead, Bethany. Yeah. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for all the various ministries where Christians can connect with Christians and be part of the Christian family because we know that you are our big brother in that and our father. And so we just pray that um, as you inspire hearts that people would seek to get involved with compassion and and relate to someone else somewhere in the world and um, you would really be able to touch not only the child's life and their family's life and their community's life but the sponsor as well. So, Father, I thank you for your family, and I pray that you 
um, just continue to bring many souls to yourself and thank you for the work that Compassion is already doing in your name to release children from poverty in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank Stay you. Tuned. Have a good weekend, everybody. Stay tuned. Lady Idella and PowerPoint is next. Thank you.